a seat and uh, it's great to see so many people here. It's lovely to have a full church on an Easter Sunday. My name is Neil and I'm the associate vicar here at St. Jude's and uh, I've been around for a little while and um, there was a vicar who once stood up on a Sunday, Easter Sunday morning This was in um, one of the churches that I worked at before I came here. And it was back in the 1950s, but people still remembered and told me about it when I was there. The vicar stood up one Easter Sunday morning and he said, Jesus Christ is risen today. I told you he was last year and I tell you he is today. And then he sat down. (laughs) It was short and it was sweet uh, and it was simple. Uh, and we could do that now, but I think we won't, okay, for those who might be disappointed. We're going to think a bit about the resurrection and what the resurrection means to us today. Sometimes on an Easter Sunday morning, we come up with lots of amazing illustrations that show that an event such as the resurrection, which is unique in history, sometimes happens that sometimes unexpected, isolated, individual events happen and they never get repeated. So I've spoken before here about a time when an elephant was walking down Fratton Road in Portsmouth. Hasn't happened since, hasn't happened before, it happened once. One year when I was a church warden, uh, uh, again quite a long time ago, the vicar asked me to come up on stage Uh, on an Easter Sunday morning and uh, I was wearing a jacket and a tie and he pulled my tie out and he cut it in half. It was unexpected. (laughs) It only happened once. It wasn't going to happen again and for those of you wearing ties today, you are safe because we are not going to think about how uh, the resurrection just happened once. Well, we already have, but we're not going to spend more time on that. We're going to think today about how the resurrection brings us light and life and love. So let's hear the story of that resurrection from Luke's gospel. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they'd prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. 
Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. It was unexpected. It was a surprise. Peter went away, wondering what had happened. What had happened was light and life and love had come into the world in a new way. And uh, this sermon has got some special giveaway prizes as part of it. Uh, And so we're going to start with the first one for light. I thought we'd get a torch. And apparently it's quite a bright torch. It shines for 24 metres, it says on the box. Don't know how they measured it, but 24 metres is quite a long way. So it should get to the back of the church. And the light is going to stand for the... uh, This torch is going to stand for the light. So hands up if you're afraid of the dark. Hands up if you're afraid of the dark. Well, I think more of you should be, because there's nasty things out there lurking in the dark. The dark grows all sorts of nasty things as well. I think the darkness is something that's quite scary. I sometimes get quite scared in the dark. But Jesus... Uh, said these words, and let's just get these up. These were the words that were said about Jesus at the very start of one of the stories of Jesus' life. That Jesus was the light who shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We all recognize that there are dark things in our world, aren't there? There are things out there that just sometimes look like they're going to overcome us. There's wars and climate change. There's the cost of living crisis. There's blinking COVID that won't go away. There's lots of people on strike for more pay. And there's lots of anxious people worrying about what's coming down the road. But in the midst of all the chaos and confusion, there is light that shines in the darkness. A light that shows us the path that we need to take because Jesus once said I am the light of the world those who follow me will never walk in darkness Jesus said those words 2,000 years ago and for 2,000 years his words have been a guiding light to our civilization to individuals down through those ages Those who come to know Jesus, even in tough times, even in dark times, know that he is with us to guide us through the darkness. The resurrection shows that the darkness could not overcome the light. The chief priests and the Pharisees, the Roman rulers, thought they'd snuffed out Jesus. But his light continues to shine because of the resurrection. Without the resurrection, we wouldn't know Jesus' words. Without the resurrection, they'd never have been written down. Without the resurrection, Jesus would be a long-forgotten teacher from some obscure outpost of a long-gone ancient empire. Because of the resurrection, the light is still bringing light to people in our world. And just this week, on Thursday of this week, I met this man called Adam, Nice name for nice men. He's a, he's a really good, good guy, Adam. And he works in prisons. And he takes the light of Jesus into prisons. 
And he told us how the light, the words of Jesus had transformed so many lives in our prisons. He told us one particular story of a man who came to one of his Bible studies and it was about forgiveness. And he asked the man, all those in the Bible study, if they could forgive the people who'd hurt them. And this man said, no, I'll never forgive my mother for what she did to me. And then just two days later, Adam met the man again. And the man said to him, you know, I was thinking about that Bible study and I was thinking about Jesus and I was thinking about the forgiveness he brought. And I phoned my mum after 20 years of not speaking to her. I phoned her and I told her that I loved her. That's the light of Jesus shining in people's lives. The light that will never be overcome by the darkness. So, who'd like a new torch with new batteries in today? Who wouldn't want a new torch? You can always, you can always use a new torch, couldn't you? Somebody over here? Somebody over here? I think what's going to happen is I'm going to give it to the people on the front row as a prize. Because in Anglican churches, you hardly ever sit on the front row. I'm going to give it to Jack. Thank you. Uh, Jack's got a new torch. Fantastic. There we go. So, we've had the light, and now we're going to go on to the life, the life that Jesus brings through the resurrection. So, Jesus said lots of things about life when he was here with us. He said, amongst other things, I have come so that they may have life and have it in abundance. He came so that we could experience life now and we could look forward to life in the next life, the life to come. Jesus said lots about life. He said he was the bread of life, that he could feed all of the hunger that we have for purpose in our lives. He said that he was the resurrection and the life, showing that he knew what was coming, that he would be the resurrection and the life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. He would pass through death and come back to show us the way through it. Without the resurrection, none of those things make any sense. Because of the resurrection, we can trust this life that Jesus brings. Life, life, life. Jesus is all about life, an authentic life that helps us to become who we were truly made to be. And Jesus is still bringing life to the world. And one place where I saw this happen was in Rwanda. Now, Rwanda's in the news because they're willing to accept the refugees that we don't want. But they've been accepting refugees for many years. And this was a refugee camp in a village that we visited uh, about 10 years ago. And the village had 3,000 people in it. And they built a camp to house 15,000 refugees. And the church gave the land for the refugee camp to be built on. Because the church knew that Jesus brings new life. There was a time when there was a terrible genocide in Rwanda. And millions of people had to flee to neighboring countries. They'd experienced what it was like to be refugees. And so when... They got back together when the church had worked to help forgiveness and healing to come about within Rwanda. 
They opened their borders and they accepted refugees from other places. That's why they're still willing to accept our refugees. Because of the life that Jesus brings. Because they know the new life that happens when Jesus' forgiveness and healing can happen. Jesus brings life. And I've got a plant to give away for the life. A plant because plant's full of life, isn't it? And a plant needs water and soil and sunshine, just like we need prayers and worship and people around us so that we grow, plants grow. And uh, I'm going to give this uh, plant to Sarah and you could have the plant that brings life. So that's the second giveaway, life. So we've had light and we've had life and now We've got one more to go, love. How does the resurrection help us to think about love? And for love, we've got the big prize. We've got the chocolates. You can put your hands up, but these, I know where this is going. It's okay. You don't need to, don't need to stress. So, life, uh, love is like a great big chocolate egg, isn't it, really, in some ways. It's that lovely thing that uh, we all want more of. Even when we've got a lot of it, we've all got space for some more love in our lives. Now, no matter how many Easter eggs you've already got this morning, there's always room for one more, isn't there? And Jesus' mission was all about love. Jesus came into the world because of God's love. God sent Jesus into the world. He sent his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish because he so loved the world. It was love that starts Jesus' mission. It was love that ended Jesus' mission. It was love that took Jesus to the cross. Some of us uh, were in Israel, in Jerusalem, just a few weeks ago. And we went to the Garden of Gethsemane outside the city walls. And it just came to us again how easy it would have been for Jesus to keep on walking on that first Maundy Thursday. He could have walked up and over the Mount of, Mount of Olives. He could have walked on out into the Judean desert. He didn't have to stay and go to the cross. But it was love that took him there. Love that brought him there to proclaim forgiveness over our world. And love is stronger than death. That's what the resurrection shows us. God's love pulls Jesus up out of the darkness and into new life. We sort of know that because we keep our loved ones, when they die in our hearts, we go on loving them, don't we? Love is stronger than death. Love goes on after death. Love goes on through death. Love is the strongest force in all creation. And without the resurrection... We wouldn't have known that that was true. We wouldn't have known that that was a fact. We wouldn't have known that that works. But love works even through death. And I have an admission to make this morning that I have a new love in my life. It's not a scandal. Debbie knows all about this, uh, my wife. Uh, The new love of my life is this person here called Jasper. He's... Uh, the son, the only son of my only son. And Jasper just brings love into my life. It's a, 
and new life that is bringing love into my life. And as his granddad, I would never want anything bad to happen to Jasper. I would do anything to keep him out of trouble. Can you see, can you imagine the love that God has for us, that he sends his only son into the world to suffer, to be killed in our place, to suffer for us. God, if I, if I think about how much I love Jasper and then if I think about how much God, who is love, must love his son, how great is that love that sent him to the cross? How massive is that love that raised him from the dead? And just as Jasper is starting to generate love in our family, the resurrection is the start of a new beginning for more love to be generated in the world. The Archbishop of York said on the radio this morning, I just caught it on the way back from another service, he said, the resurrection is not the happy ending to the story of the cross. It's not the happy ending of Easter. It's the beginning the resurrection is the beginning of our Christian faith. Just like Jasper's the beginning of a new family, the resurrection is a beginning, the beginning of a new start for all of us. The resurrection is a physical sign of God's love and it allows us to love in a new way. It brings love into our world. So, who's going to get the egg I think Irene's going to get the egg for sitting on the front row and for being a great mum. Now, you will have noticed that I haven't give any, given any gifts to the children, and you might think that's a bit mean, but that is because we actually have uh, a free egg for all of the children. Now, we've got to define children uh, because I know there are some children here who might think that... Um, they deserve one. We're going to define children as under 14, I think, because 14 and a bit. Uh, and because um, we've got 50 eggs and they're only going to go so far. So uh, all of the children will get one. So all of the children will get one. Brilliant. Because Easter is all about this gift of the resurrection, all about this gift of light and life and love. And when you think about Easter, someone told me this morning that there was a philosopher, a wise man called Arsene Wenger, and he once said, he once said that Christmas is important, but Easter is decisive. Christmas is important, but Easter is decisive. Easter allows light and life and love to come into our world. It's a gift for everyone, for prisoners and refugees, for children and grandparents. It's a gift that everyone can take, can take hold of and choose to have in their lives. It's a gift for us all, God's light and life and love. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Uh, we're going to 